Good morning. Hello. Welcome to Small Town Big Business. We are a podcast about finding your big success with your small business in a medium-sized city. Okay, small for now, but soon to be big. I'm Jennifer Olson. I'm the Director of Business Development for the City of Marion, and we're glad that you joined us. Yeah, and I'm Russell Williams. I'm Director of Ethos. We're a small business incubator, co-working spaces, training and development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. In fact, you're joining us here in the Citadel building, historic building here on Tower Square Plaza. I want to thank you for joining us and also thank our sponsors for making the Small Town Big Business podcast possible. And that includes thank you to Arcadia Wealth Group, uh, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and Union Street Arts. Um, just encourage you, we hate for you to miss any of our good content, so um, if you're just joining us, catch up, and definitely hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. We're on all of your favorite podcast platforms, plus if you want to see our smiling faces or voice match with our And why person. wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? Uh, we're also on YouTube so you can see the video content also. Um, with that, I want to introduce you to somebody who has a very creative business that is thriving here in Marion, Illinois, and her business has creative right in the name. The Creative Getaway, Joni Hogue. Thank you so much. So like she said, I am the owner of The Creative Getaway which we are a do-it-yourself craft studio. I like to say Pinterest inspired because so many times people know that I'm, I love a challenge. So they'll be scrolling Pinterest and see something and I get messages nonstop about, is this something you can do? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Never tried it, but I will try it. So we're an event-based business, so a lot of times people think that I'm a store, which I do have stuff for purchase, but it's an event-based business. So people will book events with me to come and we do everything from a three-year-old's birthday party to we have a kid's summer camp to birthdays for all ages, bachelorette parties, We do a lot of corporate team building events where especially dentist office love to just bring all their staff and just kind of have a day of like bonding and leave with a fun project. So we do all different sorts of events as well as public offerings where people don't have to have a private party and invite a ton of people but can just come in and make something fun with us. So we hear a lot like well I haven't been in because I'm not crafty well I'm Mm. like that's the perfect part then because we actually walk everybody through the process from start to finish so whether or not you're a seasoned crafter who's been doing it your whole life or you've never touched a paintbrush we will make sure that you leave with something that you love that is cool so a very unique business and I remember when it opened but can you tell us which month and year it opened so I actually opened during August of 2020 so opening an event business right in the middle of a pandemic presented a unique set of challenges yeah (laughs) it's a very polite way to say that so everything was already well underway by the time that COVID happened so the plan was already in place and at that point there wasn't really an option to 
back out. Construction was already going. The build-out was happening. Stuff was ordered. It was happening. So in starting out, we obviously had to do very small events. So it was strictly like families. So we would do a private event, but it might be five people that were from the whole the same household. So obviously that wasn't enough to mm. run a business on. So I kind of had to pivot a little bit and we shifted from events to doing more DIY at home kits mm. Mm, and then smart. also launched a subscription box. So it, I like to say it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I also work full time in addition to my business. So it allowed me to kind of grow into what it is now. So if I had automatically landed from month one into what I do now, I would have been so overwhelmed and yeah. threw up my hands and said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So it was, it had challenges, but it, it was a blessing how it all panned out. And, you know, I had all the naysayers in the world telling me like I was crazy and it was never going to make it. The like, You know how it was. Everybody thought the whole world was ending. And I'm like, people are stuck in their house. This is yeah. perfect. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what better thing to do than now I can provide people with a creative outlet during a time where they can't even go anywhere really to get the supplies so I can mail it right to their door. So growing from a small family, um, you know, five, seven people, whatever would have come in um, during those early months to now, if I come in, like, is it one group doing everything? Can you accommodate four different groups? Kind of what's your capacity? So we have a little bit of everything going on. So my studio can accommodate up to 24 people. Well, I say 24 people, 24 adults. We have packed a lot of kids in there. <laughs> so it depends on your sizing. We'll say 24 adults, but we, we have an event that's called an open studio. So what that is, is it's, it's open to anybody. So if there's something specific that you're wanting to make, you would pre-register in advance so we could have that all ready for you when you arrived. But we also, during those times, offer a lot of walk-in projects, too, for all ages where anybody can come in and make something with us. And then our private parties, there's no, we still, we still stuck with the no number requirement because sometimes people would want to have an event with us, but we had a 12-person minimum after COVID, but it become where like, like, well, I only know 10 people, so they wouldn't want to do it. And it wasn't that there was a minimum, but it was 12 to get your deposit back. Well, now we took that away and it's just a $50 flat fee, whether you want to bring one person or 24 to have a private event and then everybody chooses their own project. So that has worked out a lot better because people aren't as scared about having to find more people to come with them. <laughs> Can we talk about pre-business first and then we'll get back and sure. talk more about the business? Tell us a little bit about Johnny Hogue. So I, like I said, I work full time as well. I work for the Department of Human Services. I have a bachelor's degree in business and I like to refer to myself as a serial entrepreneur. Oh. So probably third grade, I was the kid making bookmarks out of glue on top of a pencil box so I could sell them at lunch. <laughs> there you go. I love it. 
got a heart for that. That's what I did in fifth grade. Yep. So, I mean, I, I joined Girl Scouts because I wanted to sell cookies. So I just have always had a passion for finding a way to make money. And that's, I don't know what started that. It started at a very young age. So I've, as far as business, I've done everything from making and selling glue bookmarks to I owned a tropical snow stand for about 10 years. I did that while I was in college. And, and where's college? I graduated from SEMO. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, I've had so many endeavors along the way. Like some were things that, like I started on my own. I've done, dabbled in various sorts of network marketing and I don't know I just have a passion for having a business of some kind I when I decided to sell my snow cone place it was like you know every summer of my life had been dedicated to that for nearly 10 years and it was like I I was over it I wanted it done and I'm like I don't want to run a business anymore like I just want to get off work and live my life that didn't even last a year. I don't think. <laughs> like I would get done with work and I'm like, okay, so now what? So then even during that time I was making and selling stuff on the side, which is kind of how this happened. So I've been not only a passion for business, but I've been doing a crafting of some sort since I was probably 12 for whatever reason literally at age 12 I got invited to, I don't know if you've maybe ever heard of creative memories like the scrapbooking oh, home yes. parties yes I don't know why somebody invited me to that at that age but it was like me and like all my friends moms well I didn't have money so I'm like okay grandma this will be so fun like we'll do this well we both fell in love with it and so then it started with scrapbooking and turned into wreath making and vinyl projects and t-shirts and all of the things so yeah. if there's a craft out there I've either tried it or I don't know about it yet <laughs> <laughs> so it's the second time I've heard you mention grandmother yes so how is she influential in the business so she is my biggest fan in all of the things so she's been there for all of my crazy ideas. Let's mention her name because if grandmother listens to this. Well, so her name is Norma, okay. but it's kind of funny. I've called her granny my whole life. <laughs> and so she helps in my studio and I'll always introduce her. I'm like, this is granny, but she also answers to Norma. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll hear adults like granny <laughs> calling for her. So yeah, she is a huge part of it. She is she's been there every step of the way through listening to all my crazy ideas to now she's in, she's my I don't you can't really call her an employee because she works for hugs so we, we call her a volunteer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but she'll do like hold down the fort at the studio if I'm busy like preparing the projects and things like that because between her and I I design the projects cut all of the lumber, run the website, the social media, the mm -hmm. studio, answer all the questions. So it's 
It's just us. Yeah. <laughs> is your family from here, uh, Marion, Illinois, or? No, so I actually lived in Cobden. Okay. So every, everybody's kind of Union County area, but okay. I lived in Cobden when I originally found the space for my business. I wasn't, can I say I fell into business? I wasn't necessarily planning all of this, mm-hmm. but I had went out to eat at 618 Tap House, and I, you know, window dreaming I peeked into my (laughs) space and at that time it was gravel floor no walls no ceiling no electricity no nothing and I jokingly said to someone I'm like that'd be a perfect place for me to open a business and I have a very like all or nothing mentality like it's either in my brain 24 7 or it's gone and so that night of course I go home and I'm researching all of the things and I think it was probably four days later I signed the lease yeah, <laughs> and, wow. and so I'm like okay we're doing this so that it escalated very quickly <laughs> so first of all like learning that you have another full-time job about yeah. made me fall out of my chair because I do think you do you're amazing at Thank not you. only all it takes to pull off the projects but the hard parts of marketing, social media, website, taking yeah. reservations. So just that isn't a question. It's just kudos to you. That's, Thank you. That's a lot. It is. There's times, you know, in, in the business that I'm in, there are slower seasons. And then from about October until I close down for the holidays, there's points where I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm meeting myself coming and going. And it's better now because now I live in Marion. My shop is in Marion. For a while, I was trying to balance everything between living in Cobden, working in Murfreesboro, and running a shop in Marion. So there were times that, like, I'm like, there's no wonder I don't have time to do stuff. I just drive around all day. (laughs) (laughs) And so now that... I'm still busy, but I've been able to implement a lot of like batch processing and doing certain tasks on certain days and living less than 10 minutes from my studio has been a game changer. So I, it was a huge relief once I finally purchased my house here in Marion and live close by. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. welcome to the city, yes. first yes. of all. And second, so you mentioned... Um, what I would call kind of business within the business yes. that you um, deployed during COVID. So are you still doing subscription? Are you still doing, and how has that evolved? We do. So we still offer the subscription box, and we do. So I I never could have really – social media is a crazy thing. So it always blows my mind when somehow I'll get orders from other states because I – I do still my website, I do it myself, so it's probably not as current as it should be, but it's constantly under construction. But I I do still sell a lot online, and so I have customers from all over that still do our subscription box and order kits from me. And I've even, we do what's called a party in a box. So if somebody 
we've had the situation before where the scheduling didn't work or the group was too big to host in my studio or whatever the case is we also will do the same option where we put everybody's event on the website and they order just like they would if they were coming to the studio mm-hmm. but i package everything up including the project the supplies all paint instruction everything they would need and we either deliver it or send it to them so they can have their own party on their time so i always say that they get everything they would get in the studio except me and my grandma yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and we're just a phone call away so yeah. that has been it was really cool because i mean originally in planning the business a subscription box probably wasn't even something that I would have ever even thought of. That's neat. Like, I love subscription boxes, and I get them, but for some reason it just never would have been on my radar. So to be able to do that right from the beginning was really cool. So how tough a business is that? Because we've had other guests, and we've suggested subscription Mm -hmm. would be the next. And it's an unknown, right? I mean, I can watch a lot of YouTube videos and and learn, but what what have you learned? Well, so I kind of had, it was very sudden. So like I kind of dove in head first and like figured it out on the way. But I think probably the most challenging part of it is retention and learning like what is going to make those people stay on because it's been kind of like a a roller coaster. Like you'll have a ton of people will join at once and so then it's like you have a ton and then people fall off and then all of a sudden more come in so it's just kind of trying to figure out that balance and how to kind of account for and order supplies and everything and kind of project what you're going to have at any given time is probably the most challenging part but i i did find there was a subscription box master class that you know, social media somehow knows what you need before you do, <laughs> yeah. and it just pops into your newsfeed. So I was able to find it was like a ten dollar master class, and there was some really good information in that. That's good. So. I'm so glad that you're you have a business degree, but it sounds like you learned a lot just from trial and error and study. Well, I I jokingly say. I'm a student for life. I have a bachelor's in business, but I got my doctorate on YouTube. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm constantly learning and growing and changing things. And that's the fun part about it being your business is you can try something and if it works, great. If not, scrap it and try yeah. something different. Well, I think that shows that you, you're a thriver yourself and that is so much of a thriving business. It's yeah. like if we get up in the morning and we are ready to learn again and yeah. grow, it's when we get tired and say, we just need a break from it. It's I think this, when our businesses, yes. you know, start to stumble, but yeah. So, um, sometimes we hear that, um, as a society, we're not so great at showing young people entrepreneurship as a pathway we can we kind of say go to school or get a trade and get a job it feels like it was very natural for you but like what could the community do different or or do you see a path where you could help um, young people or I mean where should we be on that or do you think it's a lot of just natural I think it's all kind of about 
the work you're willing to put in it. I think, I'm going to say today's generation, that sounds bad, but I think we're so, it's kind of like a microwave society. Like we want instant gratification on everything. So I think young people especially will, and I have been guilty of it myself, where you try something for a few weeks and you're like, wow, this isn't working and throw in the towel. But really it's a matter of like, it's hard work. And sometimes that's not what people want to do. Like we want instant gratification and we want the easy path, the a magic pill, so to speak, and it's businesses not like that. There's every day it seems like there's something new to learn, and if you're not willing to put forth the effort in learning or finding the resources that are available to you, it doesn't really matter what the community has available because you're not going to find those things anyway. So I think it's a matter of like perseverance and individual people because the things are out there you just have to have the willpower to utilize them and find it that's my thoughts that's awesome some grit yes, right we're about to do sure. a masterminding a, grit a lot of hustle goes into it that's for sure and when i started this it was like you know it was it was kind of a side project at first but like my goal and the end is like well i would love to just be able to do this full time because let me tell you eight hours in my studio goes by a lot faster than <laughs> working for the state of Illinois. Way more fun doing crafts. And so that was, that's the goal. And it's, I don't understand why I'm like this because my friends are like, you can literally work eight hours a day and be done and have weekends free, but you're working like 16 to 20 every day and I'm like I know isn't it great <laughs> <It's so fun. laughs> and so I feel like it's just a it's kind of a roller that's the coaster definition of an entrepreneur right? yeah you yeah. know it's a roller coaster there's days where it feels like I'm like oh man I'm crushing it like I should quit my job tomorrow and then the next thing you know I'm calling my I have a group of friends who have similar businesses in other states mm. we're all on a zoom call like why are we even doing this <laughs> yeah, so it's just enjoying the roller coaster I guess yeah so in your mind do you already know what you're going to do next as far as uh, another program or another rollout of something with your company well so we have we're having some growing pains right now our space is smaller than what we're needing so we have been working on getting a bigger space because we want to people are constantly coming in and they they want to buy stuff right then versus having to order it and wait on me to cut it but because of limited space i i don't have the ability to offer more of what i have as far as kind of like a retail section or a larger selection of projects to choose from on a walk-in basis so the next big thing is we're, we're looking to expand those options and be able to do more projects and offer more that's readily available for people. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, for, the, for the benefit of the audience, I mistakenly asked this ahead of this visit, but I'll re-ask. <laughs> okay. um, so you um, have been a part of Third Thursdays yes. um, for mm -hmm. the last two months, which is a program uh, really kind of 
started by um, downtown merchants and open to anybody on the third Thursday of each month who wants to stay open late or have a special or um, have entertainment. And so we're glad that you're a part of it. And how's that going? Well, so I think one of the things that we love most about it is it has managed to attract a whole new crowd to my business. So I think kind of one of the the struggles of small town operations is that our audience is smaller than what we would have in a large city. So we rely a lot on repeat business, which we love our repeat customers and they've become like family to us, but we need to continue growing. So Third Thursday has both months that we have participated, over 90% of the people who have joined us have been people that had never heard of us until then. So that was very cool, very cool. Because that's the first thing I like to ask is, which most of the time I recognize faces and can tell if they've been there or not. And so that's one of the first things I ask is if they have been before. And we've had family groups join us or we have had a couple people who have been following us on social media, but have been kind of like intimidated to come in. So the fact that it's a smaller, quicker option, they're like, okay, I can do that. And then, you know, it goes from there where it's kind of, we've heard people say it's addicting. So they'll come in (laughs) and they'll make like one small thing and then they'll realize like, okay, this is something I can do. And so then they're constantly looking at the wall and the website and thinking of what they want to make next. So being able to be a part of that has been huge because we've already booked additional events from it and have gotten a lot of new foot traffic into kind of our repeat circle that we didn't have before. So very glad that we are able to participate. Well, thanks for reaching out and asking how to participate because yeah. it is open to anybody. But I love that you just took the initiative to say, who who do I need to find yeah, to be a part I of this? I was like, that's what I told my grandma. I'm like, we're not on the square, but I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, you've already busted one myth for me, which is I don't have to be good at crafts to come and enjoy <laughs> your space. So my other myth that I'm curious about is like, do you get many men or do they go watch the game at 618 and send the women over to make Well, so we have been trying to get more and more men in there because, so I try to, I sometimes lead off. I'm like, we have our liquor license. We, (laughs) it's not just like ladies and paint. You can come too, have a beer. (laughs) But we had started doing, we had offered a date night where you know each person is working on a project that coordinates together and i think the biggest challenge is getting the men in there once they're there it seems like they have a good time for third thursday we had a gentleman come in with his family and that's the same thing he said he's like this is really fun like i've enjoyed this and so i think the biggest thing I know my boyfriend, I made him come to one of the date nights and I told him, I was like, this is like undercover boss, except grandma knows that we're coming. And he's like, he's like, this is going to be bad for business. You know, I don't, I'm not a crafter. He's like, I don't have a crafty bone in my body. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, people have said that and they actually pay me to teach them how to do it. So I feel like you're going to be okay. And so it was a lot of fun, but. 
And same thing, like we have younger little boys that will come in for, they'll get invited to a birthday party or a sibling's party. And you can tell from the beginning, they're kind of, they're looking like they might be there against their will. <laughs> but then once they realize that there's a project custom to what they're interested in, interested in, then it becomes a different ball game. So one of my favorites, we had a child's birthday party and this little boy comes in and he might have been five, but he comes in and he had on this big cowboy hat and these cowboy boots and he just was not looking forward to it at all. And so he was kind of, you know, dragging along, not really looking to get started. And when I, I said, okay, I believe this is you. I have a tractor design for you with your name on it. The hat came off, he pushed up the sleeves, and it was go time once he saw that it was a tractor. So we don't just do flowers and girly stuff. Yeah. We have we have man designs, too. <laughs> I, that's so good to hear, because I do think um, art and, and handcraft is so therapeutic, and we all could use that in our crazy world. So it is. That's good. And so originally, you know, one of the questions I had seen on the list that you had sent me was about the why and my first like year or so of business when people would ask me that I'm like I don't know because I wanted to (laughs) I like business and I like crafting so that's why but it was really like especially during COVID like hearing people say like oh these crafts are the only thing getting me by like I'm so stir crazy being at home and this gives me something to look forward to or even now where we'll have repeat people join us all the time. We have a, a craft club, which is the same members that come every month. And it'll be, we jokingly say like craft therapy, but it really is because it just kind of helps you come in and like unplug from everything else and focus on what you're working on. So when I was actually in the process of like starting the business and thinking of different names you know I was thinking of all these things with like creations in the title or different things just kind of bouncing off ideas and I'm like okay well my perfect day is where like I can just kind of unplug from everything just kind of like get away go to my craft room and just craft and not think about anything else so I was like that's perfect the creative getaway that's good that's perfect anything else that you want to include in this interview I think probably just a tip for anybody who's just getting started, try as hard as possible to implement organization from the beginning. (laughs) And that's also advice for myself as well. Like my biggest thing is, is like, I'll just have what I call organized chaos from the start. And then once I manage to loop back around and find some sort of system to implement, it's like, that would have made my life so much easier. Why didn't I do that from the beginning? So I think finding systems to put in place for certain things and where you can batch process different things makes a world of difference. Because when you're trying to do one social media post at a time ship one thing at a time design one thing at a time like it you spend all of your time just doing something here and there 
So when you can take those tasks and schedule a bunch of social media posts, mm-hmm. have a shipping day, just anywhere that you can batch process things and be organized, you're going to save yourself a ton of time and headache in the yeah, long run. That's so smart. Yeah. I think you can come to Ethos and speak on that. That would be very, very good. <laughs> no, I love that because I hear people say, well, don't worry, it'll get done. But I do think like when things get done, it's often because you've blocked time and you've done parts of that all along. So the getting it done has been happening over the course of time. But Well, I know previously, and again, part of it was in the earlier stages was because I was busy like driving everywhere. And like, I was basically, I'm like, I don't care what's on Friday. Like, I'm just worried about today. Like, I got to get today done and then we can figure it out. Well, now that my life is all in one place, it's like, okay, on this day, I'm going to cut all of the stuff. On this day, I'm going to make stencils. On this day, I'm going to ship things. And it's been, I'm like... I'm busier, but I'm like, look at me having a life and not going (laughs) crazy. I'm like, it was just, it seemed like a lot of the stress of business, sometimes it kind of seems like we kind of bring on ourselves, but we don't know what we don't know. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How would someone get a hold of you or how would they find your business? So I am the creative getaway on all of the things social media instagram our website is thecreativegetaway.com and yeah all of the all of the places facebook instagram and right now your location is what's the address uh 2703 17th street so we're right next door to 618 tap house okay awesome tucked away in the corner awesome (laughs) Very good podcast guest. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and your first one, me. right? First one. You did great. I didn't. Absolutely. I didn't die. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll quote that when we invite other people yeah, to come join die. us. We have yet to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. that's one of my lines. Whenever at the studio, we'll have because we do use power tools uh-huh. and different things oh, okay. there, and people will be nervous. And I'm like, I haven't lost anybody yet. There you <laughs> go. It's that. But did you die? No, yeah. you're good. Well, we thank Johnny Hogue from The Creative Getaway. Yes. And we appreciate you being here. We appreciate your business being in Marion, Illinois also. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Small Town Big Business. And thank you to our sponsors and supporters. Thanks to Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV. Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and also Union Street Arts. Of course, Luke O'Neill is our producer and recorder. Thank you so much. Also draw you to Ethos, so we're downtown small business incubator and co-working spaces here in Marion, Illinois. If you have questions about Ethos or this podcast, you can reach out to me. I'm Russell Williams. My email address is russell at watermarkethos.org. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you're going to look for Ethos at the Citadel. So thank you for tuning in, and I'll thank Russ for reading the sponsors. I'm so glad that's his job. (laughs) If you want to find me, Jennifer Olson, I work for the city. I'm over at City Hall. You can pop in, um, or you're welcome to um, find me on any of our social media platforms. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. And because we don't want you to miss any of our great guests, because it's not about us, it's the guests that make it magical and that are having small business success here in our town. 
please uh, subscribe, go to your favorite uh, podcast app, YouTube, however you like to see your media, and subscribe to Small Town Big Business. I'm Russ Williams. I'm Jennifer Olson. See you next time. See you next time.